Hello and welcome to Casting Views, the podcast that takes a topic each week and as the name suggests, Cast Views. This week's episode is, well, it's got a festive theme because it is coming out on Christmas Eve and it'll just be a short episode just to talk about a brief bit about the year, what's coming up in the next few weeks and what's possibly coming up next year, along with some Christmas facts in a Casting Views way. So this is marked the end of another year of podcasting. I turned two in September, so entering into the third year. I think it's been 58 episodes this year. I can't remember if this makes 59, but yeah, something around that number. So it's been another great year of creating content and coming up with ideas and collaborations. As part of some evolution this year, created a couple of new sub-series. So I've got the casting reflections on Black Mirror that I co-host with my friend Dan S and I've also got the Who's Coming to Dinner series which I'm trying to do once a month which I'm actually really enjoying. It's it's a chance to to speak to podcasts in a more well when I say informal all my episodes are informal but to talk about their more more of an interview almost style basis and also to, to see what people's ideas are about who they'd have dinner with and what food they enjoy and, and would want to do. I've certainly got some recipes from there and I'm wondering whether there's a Casting Views recipe book in, in the works, but we'll, we'll deal with that next year. In terms of the year, I want to thank everyone who has listened to the show, who supported me in any way, especially on social media. A huge thank you to all of you. I also want to give some special thanks to the following people. So these have all been guests who have appeared on the show this year and in no particular order, I've got Chat Tsunami. Justin Henson from the Movie Wire, J and K from the F My Work Life podcast. I've got my mate Pete, Leo Allen, Dave and Dan over at Just Football. Dan S, I've already mentioned for being my Black Mirror co-host as well as appearing on a couple of episodes. Antonio Palacios from the Cultworthy and Mill for Me, the gang over at the Bigger Movie Pod. Luke from Nerdstalgic, Josh and Amanda at Super Familiar with the Wilsons, Seven C's from the No On 15 Allcast, Jay from the Oki Bookcast, Josh Scar from Talking Smack, Adam and Matt from The Can With The Boys, Jason from It's Not That Bad, Joey and Slade from The Game Club Pod, and Colin from Seismic Cinema. So thank you to all of you for, for wanting to come on the show and yeah, having a good laugh with me and yeah, entertaining some of the subjects I've put forward to you. I also want to give some shout outs to people who I've already mentioned earlier, but Antonio for creating my pod logo, Justin for the awesome thumbnails that you see for each episode, and of course, Josh Wilson for the intro and outro music. So those people are an integral part of my episodes. And again, thank you to all of you. Before I get into the what's coming up next, there's some, it is a Christmas episode after all. So I, I was looking around and thinking what things interested me about Christmas. So I've got some facts here I want to share. So the first Christmas card, Christmas cards go pinging through the mail left, right and centre every year. But the first known Christmas card was sent in 1611. It was sent by Michael Meyer, a German physician to James I of England and his son, Henry Frederick, Prince of Wales. So yes, yeah, 1611, 
and it was discovered in 1979 by a Scottish writer named Adam McLean in the Scottish Record Office. So, yeah, what are we looking at there? 412 years? And yeah, it was obviously still in good condition because they were able to find it. However, the first commercially available card was commissioned by Sir Henry Cole and designed by John Calcott Horsley in London. Uh, there were two batches totaling 2,050 cards that were printed and sold that year for a shilling each. Featured the family enjoying the holiday festivities and had the greeting, a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you. Christmas lights. You can't go anywhere now without seeing houses absolutely covered in lights. And if done right, it looks amazing. Now, the record for the most Christmas lights on a residential home, a time of recording was just broken a few days ago. So it's a house in New York, uh, a New York town. So it's Timothy and Grace Gay of Union Vale, New York, have held the Guinness record for the most lights on a residential property since 2014. And and actually, they've broken the record and held the record for a number of years. But this year, the couple displayed more than 720,000 lights, all programmed to music in order to celebrate the holiday season in style. It started just very simple with 600 lights on the two trees by the front steps, said Tim. And one year, my brother suggested, put lights around the pond. Once we did that, that was a spark that ignited adding more lights each year. Family say it takes them three months to set up the display that has 40 miles of lights and eight miles of extension cords. Each light flickers to carefully choreograph music through a computer program. In 2014, they held the record with 601,736. And in 2012, they broke the record then with 346,283 lights. The most lights on an artificial Christmas tree is 612,000 and was achieved by Universal Studios of Japan in Osaka. This was the 8th of November 2022, so last year. Universal Studios Japan also has been continuing to break its own record every year for the most lights on an artificial Christmas tree since 2011. And while discussing Japan, the 25th of December, it appears the traditional meal there now for some years has been Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yep, you heard that right, Kentucky Fried Chicken. So on December the 25th, families gather around the table to eat a bucket of Kentucky Fried Chicken for the occasion. Orders for buckets of deep fried drumsticks can be placed from early November and even then you'll have to wait in the massive queues that form outside KFCs across the country on Christmas Day itself to pick one up. But why? Turns out the entire thing can be traced back to one man, Takeshi Okawara, the enterprising manager at the first KFC in Japan, which opened in Nagoya in November 1970. The company line is that Okawara had a dream about selling a party bucket full of chicken and started a one-store campaign to boost sales. The reason why he had the dream in the first place, he allegedly overheard an expat saying that, the missed, that they missed eating turkey for Christmas and that chicken was the next best option during the festive season. However the idea came about, Okawara's venture came to set the tone for Christmas in Japan for decades to come, especially after the winter of 1974. But how big of a deal is it really? Well, apparently it accounts for a third of KFC's yearly sales. Now we Brits love talking about the weather. I'm not saying it's, it's a conversation only held by Brits, but yeah, we, we love to discuss the weather. And, and 
There's a lot of weather sayings and weather traditions apparently around December and Christmas time. And yeah, it was interesting. I'd not heard of these before. So apparently white Christmas, green Easter, green Christmas, white Easter. So wherever you are, have a look Christmas day. Let me know if that's right. The next saying we've got, if there's thunder during Christmas week, the winter will be anything but meek. If Christmas day be bright and clear, there'll be two winters in the year. So many hours of sun on Christmas day, so many frosts in the month of May. If it rains on Christmas, there will be four weeks with no sun. So yeah, keep an eye on that because at time of recording, well, where I'm based anyway in the UK, we are looking at the 25th of December being rain. So rain and extremely strong winds. So according to that, we're probably going to have four weeks with no sun. So yeah, that's, um, that's January looking forward to then. The largest gingerbread house. The largest gingerbread house had an internal volume of 39,201 feet and was created by the Traditions Club in Texas on the 30th of November 2013. The house was 60 foot long, 42 feet wide and 10.1 feet tall at its highest point. Visitors to the house were able to meet Santa Claus and in exchange for a donation to the St. Joseph's Hospital in order to raise monies to build a new trauma centre. Now, a tradition I'd not heard of as well. And for those of you in America, let me know if this is something you've heard of. The Christmas pickle. Now, apparently the Christmas pickle is a German-American Christmas tradition. So a decoration in the shape of a pickle is hidden on a Christmas tree with the finder receiving either a reward or good fortune for the next year. There are a number of different origin stories attributed to the tradition, including one starting in Germany, but this theory has since been discounted and it is now thought to be a German-American tradition created in the late 19th century. In fact, New York Times reported that out of 2,057 Germans polled, 91% were unaware of the legend, which is why it's now believed to be a German-American origin. In the tradition, an ornamental pickle placed on a Christmas tree is one of the Christmas decorations and on Christmas morning, the first person to find a pickle on the tree would receive an extra present from Santa Claus or would be said to have a year of good fortune. Berrien Springs in Michigan, which billed itself as the Christmas pickle capital of the world, held a pickle parade from 1992 until 2005. The Pickle Festival and Parade returned in 2021 after a 16-year hiatus. This next one I'm going to read is a funny one because I looked this up last night and today at work there was a Christmas quiz and this question came up about it. So it was fortuitous timing. I got the point, but unfortunately I lost the quiz. So fortuitous timing, but still didn't help me win. So the 12 days of Christmas, we all know this song, right? On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a partridge in a pear tree. And so on till you get to 12 days. Now, each year, PNC Bank calculates the prices of the 12 gifts. Now, what they do, they work it out in two values. They work it out individually and with the repetitions. So on day one, you get a partridge in a pear tree. On day two, you get two turtle doves and a partridge in a pear tree along with everything else. So on day 12, you get that gift with all the previous 11. So for the individual items in 2023, the price index for that has gone up 2.5% on 2022. 
the items individually would cost $46,729.86. And if you're looking at the total 364 presents, you're looking at around $201,972.66. So that's the cost of the 12 days of Christmas. And the last couple of points I've got here, the most successful Christmas movie apparently at the worldwide box office is Dr. Seuss's The Grinch, uh, released in 2018, which earned $514,602,427 or £379,000,000. And Christmas Crackers, the most Christmas crackers pulled by an individual in 30 seconds is 41 and was achieved by Joel Corey of the UK. This was on the 12th of December, 2021. So yeah, if you think you can pull more than 41 Christmas crackers in 30 seconds, get on it and let the uh, Guinness Book of Records know. Yeah, just a few little interesting facts about Christmas there. So what's happening in the next few weeks is I'm taking a little bit of a break, but you are still going to hear from me what I've decided to do. As I said, I want to plan and prepare and just take a little mini break. So the next few weeks, I'm going to be running some audio from episodes where I've been a guest on. So I want to thank the following podcast for letting me have the audio. So it's Chat Tsunami, it's Antonio over at the Cultworthy and Seven Seas from No One 15 Allcast. So yeah, for the next few weeks, you'll hear those. And then I'll be back in January, mid-January with all new episodes. If you want to be a guest on the pod, reach out to me. You can get me at castingviewspod at gmail.com or just search for Casting Views on all social media. In terms of the new year, I've got to finish the casting reflections on Black Mirror. You'll be hearing among the usual variety of topics. I'll still be doing the Who's Coming to Dinner episode. I've got a new sub-series I'm working on. I don't want to say too much, but it's with Justin Henson. I've had an idea. He's on board with that just need to work out some details around it and yeah I've got some other ideas which again won't say anything now but I kind of want to look at doing some new things in 24 so we'll see where where that takes me and before I go the final message is I wish you very merry Christmas happy holidays and a brilliant new year for all of you listening once again I just want to say thank you for continuing to join me on my journey thank you for supporting me it honestly means a lot. If you are listening to an indie podcast and you like it, make sure you, for Christmas you just click the subscribe or follow button. It'll make their year. So enjoy the next couple of weeks, whatever that looks like for you. And I'll see you in the new year. If I want your opinion, I will give it to Come on, check what we've got, cause you need it. Don't make us get a spark and force